Today on Bridges, we are going to talk about how to learn to recognize the voice of God. I'm so glad that you could join us for Bridges today. I'm Monica Schmelter, and one of my favorite guests, and I also count him as a dear friend, is with me here today, Adonis Lindsay. Adonis, so good to have you. Uh, Monica, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. I Mm -hmm. can't think of a better place I'd want to be than here right now with you. So thank you for always having me back in and just love sitting and talking to you. It is so good. And I'm happy that today we're going to be looking at the book of John, Mm -hmm. focusing right now on the chapter four okay, and and recognizing God's voice. And that can be something, Adonis, that is so hard for any believer in Christ. How do we know for sure it's God? So maybe you could help get us started on that today. You know, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people, uh, no matter where they are in their their journey and their walk with God, they could be a brand new Christian, could be uh, 20 years into it. And Mm -hmm. it's always that thought, Monica, God, is this you speaking to me? That We we always have that, Mm -hmm. especially when we hear the voice telling us to do something that's so far out of our comfort zone, and we think, oh, I'm going to be a spectacle. People are going to look at me like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And so we second-guess that. And I think the more you begin to just be calm and trust when when God is speaking, and I kind of look at it like this. It's like a trial and error Mm -hmm. as well. And when when you just calm down and say, okay, Lord, I feel like this is you. Right whether uh, my emotions are kind of all out of whack because God doesn't speak to us through our emotions. That's the thing. And our emotions may not even line up right. with what he's telling us right. to do. And as humans, we look for that. We want everything. We want the feel good. We want, <laughs> we want it to be 100% yes. sure yes. that, you know, a positive outcome is going to happen. But that's not how God operates. He's going to speak to you. And it will sit back and look for your, your obedience. So I always tell Christians, uh, when, you know, God, is that you? Just step out and do it. Just step out and be obedient when you got that unction or you, you may not hear the audible voice of God. Many times when God speaks to me, it's just down in my spirit, yeah. down in my gut, Monica. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Lord, I know that's you. And the more you are obedient to that, then you build a habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to second guess anymore. You're just going to step out and do it and give the results to God. It's God, I'm just a willing vessel. But whatever the results are, you're you're in charge of that. That's right. I'm not in charge of that. That's I'm right. in charge of just doing what you told me to do. And I think the more we do that, Monica, we grow comfortable mm-hmm. in the fact that I'm just going to be that person that when I hear, I'm going to do. Exactly. And I think when, when you use that word growing, and that's the point for all of us as mm-hmm. believers in Christ, is to grow in our relationship with Christ and to grow in our maturity. And so as we're going through the book of John and these studies and so forth, one of the things that the book of John is very strong on is the deity of Christ, that Mm -hmm. he is the supreme one. And that one of the things that the book of John says is that he knows his sheep and that his sheep that we know his voice. And yet, as my good friend Adonis says, we all second guess ourselves. There are times I think, well, is that God? Like, I'll have a thought, Adonis, that will be like, you know, text so-and-so 
and say that you're praying for them or call them. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to tell you that 100% of the time, <laughs> I jump immediately, okay? But that's not- But you don't. I don't. We don't. No. <laughs> right. And then that person will call or text me like yeah. the next day. And then it's like, okay, so clearly, Monica, that was God prompting me. Mm -hmm. I just felt maybe hesitant or yeah. busy or like, oh, they're going to think I'm an it. idiot. Yeah. yeah, let yeah. me finish this one yeah. little thing. So I kind of look at that as God giving me the second nudge, helping me to recognize his voice. His, that, Gosh, yes, that was me. Yes. Does God work with us that way? He does, Monica. And that's, a, that's the key word. Uh, even when Jesus said, you know, my sheep know me, they recognize my voice. And he said the voice of a stranger. Yeah. He didn't say they didn't hear it. Right. He said they don't obey it. That means they've spent some time getting to know yes. God, getting to know the voice of God. And that is going to be when you begin to spend that time with God and you're just going to do it and you're not going to second guess anymore. You know, uh, here's a little story about me before I, you know, uh, moved here to Nashville. Mm -hmm. I was probably about 18. I worked at a nursing home. I didn't know yes. that. All right. Worked, look, you lit up like, yes, I did. Wow. I worked a at a nursing home. Okay. I just had a, you know, it was right there uh, next to the apartment complex that me, my mom and sister lived at. And I just had a passion for just helping the elderly. And mm -hmm. so uh, I was their activities director. And <laughs> so that is so that is so amazing. You guys are saying he's like an author, a speaker. He's been a pastor, <laughs> and he has a passion for the elderly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so I, I mean, they just loved me, and so it was a perfect fit. Yeah, you know, I would do games with them, take them up to their uh, doctor's appointments and things like that. And so there was one. Uh, I built uh, special relationships with several of them, but there was one lady. Her name was Jessie Gerloff. Aww. And she was an elderly lady, and she was in there by herself. Her husband had, uh, I believe he had passed away, uh, but set her up for the rest of her life there in that nursing home, and she had Alzheimer's. And over a period of time, we just developed such a good relationship. And then uh, I think I was there for about two or three years, and then I went off to Bible college. And one, one day I came back to visit home, and I said, I'm going to go by the nursing home and just see if Jessie is even still living. Yeah. And so I found out she was, and I went down to her room, and I stood outside of her, her door. Now, this is a lady that had Alzheimer's when I was there. Mm -hmm. And I stood outside her door, and I said, Jessie, you know what she said? Adonis. <laughs> she recognized your voice. <laughs> she did. She did. She. Go, I said, how did you know? She goes, I recognize your voice. And she lit up like a Christmas tree. But that all came through relationship. Yes. And I think the more we just forget about not trying to fail, forget mm. about not trying to be perfect. And we just, when we hear, we do. And we allow God uh, to build that relationship with us. Yes. Because you know what? If we hear and we miss the mark, Monica, he's still God. He yeah. still loves us. And that's a learning curve for us. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Well, God, maybe that wasn't you. Oh, and that's okay. Yeah. But the next time you speak, it means I'm still going to do it. Right. And I'm going to and I'm going to do it till I start establishing that rhythm and that pattern of I know when God speaks to me. And I mm -hmm. tell people all the time, the more you do that, then you're going to reach a place in your life to where when you get the nudge, you already know it's God. Right. You don't have to call anybody to say, hey, you know, I feel like God is because you know, mm -hmm. that person could talk you out of it. Well, because there are a lot of things, right, that God asks us to do 
that are outside of our comfort oh, zone. Yes. It's not always easy to walk up to a stranger that we don't know and mm-hmm. share Christ or have a conversation with them. We might be extremely busy on a given day exactly. and that might not seem like it fits in. And like it might even be that we're doing something for our church or whatever. Yeah. And we think, well, but I need to do that. But it, it is about, again, going back to when you said the word growing, that mm-hmm. we have to be willing to grow. Yeah. We have to be willing to learn. And we have to realize all of us have to learn the voice of God. Exactly. There are even Old Testament examples. Exactly. Yes. And that is the thing. It's like, I, I, and I read the story about Samuel and Eli. Mm-hmm. And for the first time it dawned on me, Monica, that somebody could be serving in the church and still not know God. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where we all know the story of Samuel and Eli. Samuel was, was, was given to the Lord and he served in the, in the church up under Eli. And there was a moment where God began to speak to young Samuel, but he didn't know. So they laid down to sleep. God spoke to him. Samuel popped up and thought Eli was calling him. And he went to Eli and said, your servant's here. And Eli woke up. No, I didn't call you. Go back and lay, <laughs> go back and lay down. So it happened a second time. God is speaking to Samuel and he thinks it's Eli. And then it happened a third time. And finally, Eli recognized that the Lord was calling him. And he didn't just leave it there. He gave him instruction and he said, Go back and lay down. And the next time you hear the voice, answer, yes, Lord, your servant is here. So he instructed him. And I think as we grow in our walk with God, God puts good leaders around us, Monica, that can help us in this process and help us recognize when it's God and when it's pizza that we had the night before (laughs) or when we're getting a little zealous and Mm -hmm. over our head over Mm -hmm. something. And those leaders can, will be sensitive enough to to point you in that direction and tell you what to do uh, when you feel like you're hearing the voice of God. But once again, I think we've got to all be willing to just say, God, if I crash and burn, at least I felt like I was being obedient to you. Yes. And we, that's a lesson Mm -hmm. that we all have to learn too. Yeah. You know, I think Adonis, even about this Bridges show. And so, um, this year is the 25th anniversary year for Bridges. And so in my heart, I thought that I was sensing God tell me or direct me, guide me into doing more Bible teachings. Mm -hmm. And instead of just straight up interviews, maybe with authors or artists, not that any of that is bad, but to really in the dark times that we're in, in the troubled climate, to focus on truth, to focus on Mm -hmm. his word. And for me to teach a chapter from the Bible and then have someone like yourself as a co-teacher kind of unpack that chapter. So I have that thought. I think, okay, well, that could be me. And (laughs) and on occasion, I do have pepperoni pizza. So it could be that. I mean, so let's be honest, people, we're all people, right? We're people. And so we, we, we know that knowing the voice of God isn't an exact science, Mm -hmm. but we know some things for sure. Like God would never tell me to do anything against his word. Exactly. So I look at this thought, okay, so doing more Bible teaching and having more people like yourself help us unpack biblical truth for the dark times that we're in. So none of that violates God's word. And then 
independently, a couple of people who work here said the same thing. Yeah. Some viewers emailed in similar things. Kind of confirmed it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, okay, looks like this is what God's saying. So now I'm moving out to do that. But I have to say, like, even if none of that worked out, that's not horrible. It's Nothing not horrible. bad happened. <laughs> You're still preaching the gospel. Right. Yeah. No violation exactly. of scripture. So exactly. we have to say that even if we miss it, yes. um, God is still God, like you said. Yeah. And that's, that's the key right there. And I think that's our human nature. We want to safeguard everything mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's, there's always that human part of all of us that we don't want to appear like we miss God. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'd rather say I miss God, but it means at least I was doing something. I stepped yeah. out and, and felt like he was calling me to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's, I still think that's his way of leading us, too. Monica. And when he begins to drop those little ideas and thoughts on the inside of us, I often think about how many people God has spoken to to do something and they haven't responded. Right. And I, you know, I know that as a leader, you know, and parents are leaders. It's not, we're not yeah. just talking pastors here. We're all leaders in some capacity, usually in our life. And people will be scared sometimes, Adonis, to say, I missed God. I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I am much more inclined to trust a leader like yourself, yeah. who's brave and courageous enough to say, you know what? I missed that. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Th that tells me that that person is listening for the voice of God, mm -hmm. responding, because none of us get it right. 100% of the time. Only Jesus yeah. does that. Absolutely. The rest of us, we're learning and growing. And that's like why the book of John, well, all the Bible, mm -hmm. the book of John is so important. God's word is so important. It's truth to direct us, to lead us. And the book of John in particular focuses on relationship, mm -hmm. focuses on the deity of Christ, that yeah. he is the head. He is the supreme one. And we are to listen for his voice and we're not going to know it all exactly at the moment. We're going to learn and we're going to exactly. grow. Yeah. And you know, Monica, and also, you know, it's, I think it's important for people to know that uh, God doesn't just speak to you when you are inside of a church building. <laughs> he doesn't just speak to you when you're watching a Christian television program. Mm -hmm. He'll speak to you in the middle of the grocery store. He'll speak to you just the other day, Monica. Uh, it was, it was, it was uh, a Father's Day. And I can't remember the last time I haven't been in church on a Father's Day. Yes. But this particular Father's Day, uh, my son had a baseball tournament, his last tournament. So there we were, you know, and even he was like, oh, dad, we're going to miss church. Like, and so we yeah. had to get through that. But it's like, son, your last tournament of the season, we're going to go. And we're there. It's hot. Monica, yeah. We're, we're sweating, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, the first team we played, his team was doing good. They were actually beating this team. And, you know, we've been in Little League enough to we've seen some coaches yell at kids and things like that. And, and that's that's not how we coach or how we parent. And this particular coach on the losing team, uh, they were getting beat. And when the kids came off the field and went into the dugout, this coach went off. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a coach. I mean, I'm looking for somebody to stop the game yeah. at this point. Yeah. And he went off. The kids are in the dugout. He's beating on the fence, yelling at them, saying he's tired of watching them lose. Don't you want to win? I'm tired of this. Get your act together. And every parent, even the parents on his side, nobody was saying anything. 
And then, I'm, you know, my wife knows me, Monica. <laughs> now, she already knew God had already spoke to me because mm -hmm. I saw, and, and, yeah. and God did. I'm sitting there. I'm hot. I've got my shoes off, <laughs> my, my pants legs rolled up. I've got a wet towel. I got a wet towel over my head. I'm just chilling. <laughs> Try, I'm literally trying to chill, yeah. <laughs> cool off. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Donis, you need to go talk to him. That's all God said. Yeah. You need to go talk to him. And my wife had just looked at me and she just saw the look in my eye. Like she already knew I'm going to get up. So I'm, I'm thinking like most people would do. Well, God, this guy just went off. Yeah. I'm a stranger going to be walking up, talking to him. I don't know how that situation is going to turn out. Yeah. That's what God said. Get over yourself and just, just go do yeah. it. So I said, God, give me a door. Yeah. Give me a door. And I looked in my little cooler. I had a bottle of water. So I got up, and every parent on the stands with me, they're like, what is he doing? Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But my wife knew. Yeah. She's like, yeah. he's going to go talk to him. Mm -hmm. So I walked over, walked into the dugout, and I said, hey, coach, are you thirsty? Mm -hmm. That's all I said. Mm -hmm. I didn't go over there and say, man, what is wrong with you? What you calm down. No, I said, hey, coach, are you thirsty? Yeah. And as soon as he turned and looked at me, Monica, he knew why I was there. And that's, I believe God, when he, when he saw me in motion, he prepared his heart to receive yeah. what I had to speak to him. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't over there correcting him. I'm just trusting God. God, you're going to, you're going to drop in what I'm supposed to say. Yep. And I just went over there and I feel like I, I refreshed him and I just, you know, I encouraged him for stepping up and to the plate, being a coach. And I, I gave him some pointers on how to bring the greatness out of those young people. Oh. I said, I'm sure you're an athlete. I can tell by your, the yeah. way you're built. And I said, you see goodness. You see greatness on the inside of your players. And I said now, and I gave him a choice. I said, now, do you think you can get it out of them by beating it out of them or encouraging it out of them? He goes, man, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, and as I walked away. And sat back down, God said, because it was, it was a particular Father's Day, God said, you fathered him. Yeah. You fathered him yeah. today. A true father. Yes. You know, not in that worldly exactly. way. In exactly. Exactly. dads are portrayed, but in a spiritual, spiritual way. Spiritual way. You brought restoration. Yes. You, you taught by being obedient, obedient to the voice to the of voice, God. Obedient to the voice, Monica. You taught those kids that... Not only do adults make mistakes, yeah. but that we can recover. We can recover. And we haven't had much of that voice or that instruction in the world today. What's been really put down our throats is that we're victims, we're yeah. mistreated, yeah. and people run with that. Certainly what this coach was doing wasn't good behavior, but you all, the voice of God, his instructions, mm -hmm. That's wisdom the key. that comes from God is pure. It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. And so you see that with how the Lord instructed Adonis. And you know, yeah. as you were talking about Heather, your wife, and he has a beautiful wife, Heather, Adonis doesn't, two beautiful children. You kept saying she knew you, like oh, she yeah. knows your heart. Yeah. She knew you were going to bring restoration. She knew it, yeah. And as we look at this book of John and mm -hmm. the sheep knowing his voice, as you've said, the more we know him, mm -hmm. the more we recognize his voice, just yeah. like the woman in the nursing home. Yes. It's that knowing and Adonis that takes time. It ta That is the key, Monica. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. But the more you do it, 
you get accustomed to it. You start recognizing it more quickly mm-hmm. as you respond and you're not second guessing. If you would have saw my reaction as soon as I saw that and God spoke to me, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, man, <laughs> here goes. Like, I just knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but, you know, Monica, that also was a great learning moment for me mm-hmm. seeing that I'm passing those tests. Like, yes. like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little further along than I used to be. Right. Because I wasn't second guessing, I was a little frustrated that, oh, now I've got to walk over here now and talk to some stranger. God, you really finna have me do that. On your Father's Day. On on my Father's Day. I don't know how this conversation is going to go, but it it lets me know that I'm, once again, further along than I used to be. So I'm not second guessing. I just got to get over the complaining because I know I'm going to go do this. Right, right. And that, you know, I think that was so much a part of my heart for us wanting to do this Bridges show is that, you know, we don't want for any of you or for ourselves to be sitting in the dark, second guessing yeah, ourselves. These yeah. are some trying times. There's a lot of junk out there today, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. But the more that we lean into truth, the more that we read God's word and obey and make it our goal to please him and to obey him, the more that we will know. We're looking a little bit, Adonis, in the book of John chapter four. And I want to read this verse because it, it, it goes on in a little bit different direction, but somewhat the same. And I'll just read really quickly, John four thirty nine through 42 out of the New Living Translation. It says, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. Mm-hmm. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed there for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we heard him for, we heard him ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. And so we know that it's part of a different story, but these people and the woman at the well, they were like, okay, so we initially believed because of what because you said. Because of what you said, yeah. But now we've heard him for ourselves, yeah. and now we believe. And this is that critical transformation mm-hmm. that has to happen for all of us, whether yeah. we're pastors or we sit in the pews or the chairs or whatever, right? Yes, yes. It's, we can't just know about Jesus through that other is, people. That is key right there. And, and, you know, I think that serves its purpose because as the woman, it served a purpose. It, it got people's attention. Yeah. To where they're like, well, I need to go here for myself. Exactly. That is key right there. And when, when, when that drive is in you and you start hungering after the things of God and you start uh, exploring more deeply the things of God, that's when I believe you're on your, your path mm-hmm. of growing in that relationship with him. Yes. What she said, still, I believe that was a prompting of the Holy Spirit. I mean, she was, she was telling her story. Yes, amen. She was being obedient. She's telling what God had did for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And she was she was one of the first evangelists to go out yes, after the miracle and, yes. and, and and put that hook in people and catch people's attention to where they were they were curious enough. Well, you know, what you said is good. It's good, but I I need to hear it from the horse's mouth. You know that's that's the key. Because <laughs> that's my texting coming out in yes, me. <laughs> yes. And and I think for us to understand, we're only going to get so far. 
yeah. on the reports of Christ yes. that we get from other people, no matter yeah. how, how good they are, how much they read the Bible, that's only going to take you and take me so far. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, it, we have to hear it out of the horse's out mouth. Out of the horse's mouth. Spoken because like that's, a true Texan. There you go. There you go. Because <laughs> that's when, you know, I believe the words of Christ are so life-changing. And, and, and that's a spirit that comes in and connects with, with our spirit. And, you know, it's almost like I, I go back to when I first got saved and I felt like, you know, Monica, I don't tell people this a lot, but I believe I truly heard the audible voice of God. Wow. When, when I first got saved, that we were, we were at, a, at a youth camp and uh, that my mom made me go to. <laughs> my mom was a Christian. My sister yes. was a Christian. And, and you know, I kind of had that mode. Well, if they're Christians, I, I can slide in. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm good. God, I mm -hmm. must be good. Mom's, yeah. good. You know, mom's got me covered. Yeah. You know, sister's got me covered and made me go to this youth camp. I did not want to be there. I was frustrated, aggravated, irritated. And every evening we had to go to worship services. And there we were. And the worship leader started playing this song. And I just, I don't know what happened to me, but that song grabbed me. Mm. Uh, it was from Psalms chapter three, verse three, for thou, O Lord, art a shield, shield for me, you my glory, the lifter of my head. Mm -hmm. And that's when I heard, and I'm crying, I don't know what's going on, but I heard a voice say, Adonis, I'm going to draw a, a line in front of you. Either step over and follow me or stay where you are. Mm -hmm. That's all I heard. There was no altar call given. There was nobody leading me in a sinner's prayer. But right there, Monica, with my hands lifted, I obeyed that voice. And I, there was no line, but I took a step forward and crossed over. And the moment I did, Monica, it's like something just broke off of me. And I knew I was saved by being obedient to yes. that voice. Mm -hmm. And that's the way God started with me. So I begin to recognize more and more when he's moving me somewhere, yeah. when he's shifting me somewhere, even before I moved to Nashville, I was, I was in Texas and I knew God spoke to me that, that change was coming. And I, I just knew it. I couldn't even argue, but, but, but through that process, I've recognized his voice yeah. more and more. Yeah. And even, you know, yeah, fear will try to come in, but then God reminds me, mm -hmm. Hey, things about your circumstances changed, but nothing about me has changed. That's right. And I just, Surrender, which is a big part as yes, well. Yes, it is. God, I'm going to surrender and I'm yes. going to follow you. Yes. And, you know, what the book of John, what his word makes it clear is that we can know his voice mm -hmm. and that he wants us to know his voice. Absolutely. And that we're not grappling with a hard taskmaster that he's going to beat us yes, up. Yes, we're not. We're not fighting those issues. Exactly. It's that surrender and that the stories that you've shared and, you know, the scriptures that we've read today, and we've talked about, we're all doing this mm -hmm. together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully six months from now, I can say <laughs> that I've grown from where I am today because it's growing, yeah, it's right? It's growing. It's all about growing in that relationship. We get past the fears of what others are going to think and yeah. we free ourselves. Yes. We have to be free. And I yes. believe somebody needs to hear that. It's when God is calling you to do something don't let the opinions of others yes. and the voice of others. That's yes. why Jesus said the voice of a stranger, he did not say they won't hear it. Yeah. We hear many voices in yes. today's world, Monica. We hear them all, mm -hmm. but we recognize his voice. Amen. And we also know the voice of a stranger. Mm 
Mm. I know I know that's not God speaking to me, so I'm not going to follow yeah. that. Yeah. I know that's not God, so I'm not going to I'm not even going to acknowledge that voice. Yeah. But when his voice comes through, it'll bring a peace. Even when he calls you to do something hard, his voice brings a peace. Yeah. It's not anxious. It doesn't bring fear. It brings a peace Amen. and a calm to allow you to take that step and move forward and do what he's calling you to do. That is so good. We're out of time, but we want you to stay with us. Adonis is going to stay for some more shows and we're going to look at <laughs> some more truth in the book of John. Thank you, though, Adonis. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to, to be here with you, Monica. Thanks for watching Bridges. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.